Today is the 11th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian, uh, of course, like I am every day. And, and you are you, like you are every day. And here we are together, like we are every day, uh, surrounding the global campfire as we come together to take the next step and uh, get ourselves into this work week. So we're reading from the contemporary English version this week. And that will pick up where we left off yesterday, of course. And there is some drama brewing in the wilderness. Exodus chapter 32 and 33 today. After the people saw that Moses had been on the mountain for a long time, they went to Aaron and said, Make us an image of a God who will lead and protect us. Moses brought us out of Egypt, but nobody knows what has happened to him. Aaron told them, Bring me the gold earrings that your wives and sons and daughters are wearing. Everybody took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. Then he melted them and made an idol in the shape of a young bull. All the people said to one another, This is the God who brought us out of Egypt. When Aaron saw what was happening, he built an altar in front of the idol and said, Tomorrow we will celebrate in honor of the Lord. The people got up early the next morning and killed some animals to be used for sacrifices and others to be eaten. Then everyone ate and drank so much that they began to carry on like wild people. The Lord said to Moses, Hurry back down. Those people you led out of Egypt are acting like fools. They have already stopped obeying me and have made themselves an idol in the shape of a young bull. They have bowed down to it, offered sacrifices, and said that it is the God who brought them out of Egypt. Moses, I have seen how stubborn these people are, and I'm angry enough to destroy them, so don't try to stop me. But I will make your descendants into a great nation. Moses tried to get the Lord God to change his mind. Our Lord, you used your mighty power to bring these people out of Egypt. Now don't become angry and destroy them. If you do, the Egyptians will say that you brought your people out here into the mountains just to get rid of them. Please, don't be angry with your people. Don't destroy them. Remember the solemn promise you made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You promised that someday they would have as many descendants as there are stars in the sky and that you would give them land. So even though the Lord had threatened to destroy the people, he changed his mind and let them live. Moses went back down the mountain with the two flat stones on which God had written all of his laws with his own hand, and he had used both sides of the stones. When Joshua heard the noisy shouts of the people, he said to Moses, 
a battle must be going on down in the camp. But Moses replied, It doesn't sound like they are shouting because they have won or lost a battle. They are singing wildly. As Moses got closer to the camp, he saw the idol, and he also saw the people dancing around. This made him so angry that he threw down the stones and broke them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. He melted the idol the people had made, and he ground it into powder. He scattered it in their water and made them drink it. Moses asked Aaron, What did these people do to harm you? Why did you make them sin in this terrible way? Aaron answered, Don't be angry with me. You know as well as I do that they are determined to do evil. They even told me that man Moses led us out of Egypt, but now we don't know what has happened to him. Make us a god to lead us. Then I asked them to bring me their gold earrings. They took them off and gave them to me. I threw the gold into the fire, and out came this bull. Moses knew that the people were out of control, and that it was Aaron's fault. And now they had made fools of themselves in front of their enemies. So Moses stood at the gate of the camp and shouted, Everyone who is on the Lord's side, come over here. And the men of the Levi tribe gathered around Moses, and he said to them, The Lord God of Israel commands you to strap on your swords and go through the camp, killing your relatives, your friends, and your neighbors. The men of the Levi tribe followed his orders, and that day they killed about 3,000 men. Moses said to them, You obeyed the Lord and did what was right, and so you will serve as his priests for the people of Israel. It was hard for you to kill your own sons and brothers, but the Lord has blessed you and made you his priests today. The next day Moses told the people, This is a terrible thing you have done, but I will go back to the Lord to see if I can do something to keep this sin from being held against you. Moses returned to the Lord and said, The people have committed a terrible sin. They have made a gold idol to be their god. But I beg you to forgive them. If you don't, please wipe my name out of your book. The Lord replied, I will wipe out of my book the name of everyone who has sinned against me. Now take my people to the place I told you about, and my angel will lead you. But when the time comes, I will punish them for this sin. So the Lord punished the people of Israel with a terrible disease for talking Aaron into making the gold idol. The Lord said to Moses, You led the people of Israel out of Egypt. Now get ready to lead them to the land I promised their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a land rich with milk and honey, and I will send an angel to force out those people who live there, the Canaanites, the Amorites, 
the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. I would go with my people, but they are so rebellious that I would destroy them before they get there. Even before the Lord said these harsh things, he had told Moses, these people really are rebellious, and I would kill them at once if I went with them. But tell them to take off their fancy jewelry, then I'll decide what to do with them. So the people started mourning, and after leaving Mount Sinai, they stopped wearing fancy jewelry. Moses used to set up a tent far from camp. He called it the meeting tent, and whoever needed some message from the Lord would go there. Each time Moses went out to the tent, everyone would stand at the entrance to their own tents and watch him enter. Then they would bow down because a thick cloud would come down in front of the tent, and the Lord would speak to Moses face to face, just like a friend. Afterwards, Moses would return to camp, but his young assistant Joshua would stay at the tent. Moses said to the Lord, I know that you have told me to lead these people to the land you promised them, but you have not told me who my assistant will be. You have said that you are my friend and that you are pleased with me. If this is true, let me know what your plans are, then I can obey and continue to please you. And don't forget that you have chosen this nation to be your own. The Lord said, I will go with you and give you peace. Then Moses replied, If you aren't going to go with us, please don't make us leave this place. But if you do go with us, everyone will know that you are pleased with your people and with me. That way we will be different from the rest of the people on earth. So the Lord told him, I will do what you have asked, because I am your friend, and I am pleased with you. And Moses said, I pray that you will let me see you in all of your glory. The Lord answered, All right. I am the Lord, and I show mercy and kindness to anyone I choose. I will let you see my glory and hear my holy name, but I won't let you see my face, because anyone who sees my face will die. There is a rock not far from me. Stand beside it, and before I pass by in all of my shining glory, I will put you in a large crack in the rock. I will cover your eyes with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take my hand away, and you will see my back. You will not see my face. Matthew 26, 69 through 27 14. While Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, 
a servant girl came up to him and said, You were with Jesus from Galilee. But in front of everyone, Peter said, That isn't so. I don't know what you're talking about. When Peter had gone out to the gate, another servant girl saw him and said to some people there, This man was with Jesus from Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it. And this time he swore, I don't even know that man. A little while later, some people standing there walked over to Peter and said, We know that you are one of them. We can tell it because you talk like someone from Galilee. Peter began to curse and swear, I don't know that man. Right then, a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered that Jesus had said, Before a rooster crows, he will say three times that you don't know me. Then Peter went out and cried hard. Early the next morning, all the chief priests and the nation's leaders met and decided that Jesus should be put to death. They tied him up and led him away to Pilate, the governor. Judas had betrayed Jesus, but when he learned that Jesus had been sentenced to death, he was sorry for what he had done. He returned the thirty silver coins to the chief priests and leaders and said, I have sinned by betraying a man who has never done anything wrong. So what? That's your problem, they replied. Judas threw the money into the temple and then went out and hanged himself. The chief priests picked up the money and said, This money was paid to have a man killed. We can't put it in the temple treasury. And they had a meeting and decided to buy a field that belonged to someone who made clay pots. They wanted to use it as a graveyard for foreigners. That's why people still call that place Field of Blood. So the words of the prophet Jeremiah came true. They took the thirty silver coins, the price of a person among the people of Israel. They paid it for a potter's field, as the Lord had commanded me. Jesus was brought before Pilate, the governor, who asked him, Are you? the king of the Jews? Those are your words, Jesus answered. And when the chief priests and leaders brought their charges against him, he did not say a thing. Pilate asked him, Don't you hear what crimes they say you have done? But Jesus did not say anything, and the governor was greatly amazed. Psalm 33, 1-11 Sing praises to the Lord. You are the Lord's people. Obey Him and celebrate. He deserves your praise. Praise the Lord with harps. Use harps with ten strings to make music for Him. Sing a new song, shout, play beautiful music. The Lord is truthful. He can be trusted. 
He loves justice and fairness, and He is kind to everyone everywhere on earth. The Lord made the heavens and everything in them by His word. He scooped up the ocean and stored the water. Everyone in this world should worship and honor the Lord. As soon as He spoke, the world was created. At His command, the earth was formed. The Lord destroys the plans and spoils the schemes of the nations. But what the Lord has planned will stand forever. His thoughts never change. Proverbs 8, 33-36 Listen carefully to my instructions and you will be wise. Come to my home each day and listen to me. You will find happiness. By finding me, you find life and the Lord will be pleased with you. But if you don't find me, you hurt only yourself. And if you hate me, you are in love with death. All right, so in the book of Exodus, we witnessed, um, I mean, events that should make us speechless, at least, at least in relation to this story, like jaw-dropping stuff. Here the children of Israel have been brought out of Egypt in miraculous fashion, have walked across the Red Sea, are in the wilderness around Mount Sinai, where God has come down to meet with his people. And Moses has been gone 40 days. And, and they're antsy that he's not coming back. And so they decide to create an idol and bow in worship to the idol that they watched being made and worship this golden calf as if it was the deity that brought them out of Egypt. That's pretty staggering stuff. Unfortunately, it won't be the last time in the Bible that we see a golden calf. And for that matter, cows are, are still worshipped among certain cultures today by millions of people. But, I mean, in the story that we have been tracking since the beginning of the year, we come to this point where God has, by his strong arm, set a people apart and brought them miraculously out where he could reshape them and give them a new identity. And this is what we find? Idol worship? How could this happen? Right? After all that God had brought them through, how could this happen? And that's what God thought, right? Go down the mountain right now, he's telling Moses, your people that, that you brought from Egypt have corrupted themselves, right? They're worshiping a golden calf and claiming that the golden calf brought them out of Egypt. So, I mean, on one hand, this would almost be funny if it weren't so heartbreaking. God had moved heaven and earth uh, to, to put in motion a promise that took generations, centuries to develop. 
and and he hadn't just shown his existence but also his power in Egypt and he had been feeding the people in the wilderness while leading them by a pillar of fire in the night and a cloud in the day so God was obviously in their midst and he had obviously chosen them they had not only been told of their ancient story but of the story that they were currently living in in fact they were at that mountain to meet with god and they made a false god at that mountain to worship so this might even be funny in our own lives too if we saw ourselves behaving this way until we actually do see ourselves behaving this way and then it's equally heartbreaking and when god f- seems distant to us or or the path is fogged in and we don't know which way to go uh, we we often find ourselves ignoring the obvious that god has not departed he would not abandon us that he is present that he has been sustaining us in ways that we've chosen to ignore and uh, then we get obsessed and we get compulsive and we start looking for anything that's going to promise life even if it's only going to bring death even if it's only idolatry so let's remember that the, the things that we give our hearts in search of life that is not god that is an idol and we find ourselves bowing before these idols perhaps more than we might realize and this is a big big deal our tendency toward idolatry explains so much about our lives and 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 the condition of our lives and we have to pay attention because god is a jealous god which doesn't mean god is an insecure god right or a, a manipulative god god is faithful and loyal and good and it breaks his heart when we betray him and let's pause if we are being faithful and loyal and good in a relationship only to find out that the person we had given our hearts to have been disloyal and unfaithful our hearts would be broken too and we would probably start acting very erratically very quickly so this isn't something that we do not understand it's actually a pretty sobering reality that we should press into that that we can affect the heart of god like like that through our disloyalty and unfaithfulness that should be pretty stark because it is pretty stark and so holy spirit we invite you to come into this what what are the what are the ways that we've been searching for life that isn't you and that we've been giving our hearts in worship to that person that thing that goal that expectation 
What are the ways? What are the things that we've been turning to for life that aren't you? Things that may not be bad in and of themselves, but that we are turning to in excess in hope for comfort that only you can provide. This exposes idolatry and that is a stark thing. Because we would never think that we are practicing idolatry in any way. We would never bow down to some kind of golden calf. That's not part of our culture. It's not something we can even really relate very well to. Oh, but we can bow to bank accounts. We can bow to food. We can bow to people. We can look outside of our relationship with you and try to find a little life on the side. The thing is, if we tried that kind of behavior in our daily lives, it would wreak havoc. And yet we don't realize the havoc that we wreak on our lives spiritually that then backfills into our daily lives by behaving this way. So we take some time to press into this today. Yes, we would rather end today with some great word of encouragement that would help us navigate forcefully and confidently through this day, but you are leading us today to consider what we are giving our hearts to that aren't you. And so we'll follow the path where you lead. What are those things, Holy Spirit? We give ourselves to contemplating that today and opening ourselves to repentance. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base. It's where you find out what's going on around here. Be sure to stay connected. Uh, Continue to pray into and over this upcoming pilgrimage that uh, is speeding our way uh, where we will get on a big plane fly across the ocean and uh, experience the land of the bible Uh, and many of us will be there physically in person taking this journey but all of us will be taking this journey virtually and so uh, certainly asking for god's people to intercede over this travel If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link on the homepage. Thank you, humbly, profoundly, for your partnership. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996. Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hi, family. This is Karen from Pennsylvania. 
And I'm asking for a prayer for myself and my son, Jake. I, God kept me morally clean for six years, and I became lonely, and I started looking on an app for a partner. But when I found someone, I didn't ask. First of all, what I should, you know, about what he believed. And I got involved for eight months, and I still care about him, but I repent, and he doesn't want to be married, so I stopped the relationship. So. Please pray for me that I will stay strong and that I will no longer be enslaved to that. It's been a weakness for a long time. I'm totally blind. My son just got diagnosed right after his 18th birthday with MS, and he's been struggling with a lot of um, sexual identity crisis, um, suicidal thoughts. Now that we're both repenting of things in our life, we have been hit hard with financial issues, other things. It's just everything right now. But I praise God because He is still good. And I thank you, family. And I will do my best to keep you in prayer as well. God bless you. Hey, Daily Audio Bible family. Uh, this is Tim in Michigan calling back in. Called a few weeks ago uh, discussing my start, uh, the infancy of my journey through the Bible. Um, I was actually very surprised and, and uh, very much so uh, inspired to hear so many people call in to try to lift me up and, and encourage me to follow this. Um, just letting you guys know, man, it, it, it's an amazing thing to hear the prayers and the requests and you know, my heart breaks so many times uh, hearing folks calling that are, that are struggling so hard. Um, I think it's really amazing. You know, you guys are you guys are truly truly great uh, to take care of each other the way you do. One of my favorites so far has got to be uh, I think it's Blind Tony. And he calls in, and every time he, he gives his poetry, I just I, I have to stop whatever I'm doing and give it every ounce of my attention. Um, so again, you know. Uh, not much, not much new to say here. I uh, just want to let you guys know I'm still here, and I, I plan on being here for a while. I appreciate it. Uh, love you guys, and uh, be blessed. Hi, this is Michael uh, calling from London, England, uh, United Kingdom. Yeah, uh, I called uh, like once before. Uh, I said I would call uh, a few more times this year. So, yeah, uh, I'd just like to respond to maybe certain kind of prayer requests and things, and maybe also share like praise for. Um, yeah, so like a number of people, um, I have encountered, you know, you know, I have various kind of mental health problems, like things to do with anxiety, um, you know, impatience, anger and stuff. Um, as well, you know, and as such, it has affected some of my relationships. And, you know, and I've decided to seek, uh, seek you know, professional help over that. And uh, I'm glad I'm doing because I'm really kind of settling into this kind of therapy group. 
Um, and it's just a it's just a really beneficial way because you realize that you're you know there are other people that are going through the same issues as as you are uh, you get to share ideas about uh, about buddies around and basically really get to the root of what feelings that you are experiencing when you're, you're having these relationship difficulties so you know getting what what's triggering the anger the the anger and what you know, is it related to offense? And I had a real breakthrough moment in therapy where I was like, you know, if I actually say whenever I'm feeling something, if I actually tell someone, look, I'm feeling offended because of X, Y, Z, it's revolutionary. Like it, ch it changes because it's like all of a sudden somebody else knows how you feel. Um, and then you're able to, um, yeah, articulate it and begin to kind of process a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, praise the Lord, uh, I have my first commercial casting coming up um, and you know not commercial casting sorry actual actual paid uh, acting jobs so yeah God's doing so many great things uh, in my life um, I hear the kind of you know the, the loneliness and people not being kind of connected by the hello dabbers this is Christopher from the pretzel city in our town this past weekend according to police a young man murdered his girlfriend, leaving their 10-month-old son without parents. And in an incident that may be related, another man shot three men at a bar in one of the outlying towns, killing two of them and wounding a third in the neck. There are a lot of people mourning, a lot of people wondering what the heck is going on and at least three children that I know of who are now missing at least one parent. Please pray for our community. Pray for these families that the mourn, those who mourn will be comforted. That God will be in the midst of this. That his glory will be shown through it somehow. Thank you for your prayers, and stay safe out there, y'all.